Welcome to Rock Shop Talk. Our show talks best practices, fun anecdotes, and the latest cutting-edge technology in our field to kick your screen printing gears into hyperdrive. Today's episode features pressing onward into 2021. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll be right back. So I want to welcome everybody back to Rock Shop Talk, your one-stop rock shop where we talk all things screen printing. Today, we are talking about pressing onward into 2021. Um, and we are joined by our special guest, Alex Taylor of iSub out of the UK. How's it going, Alex? Good morning. How's things? Yeah, good. Good. Talk to you. We are fantastic here. A uh, little backstory on i7 and Alex. They are the rock uh, distributor out of uh, the UK. So our counterpart across the pond. Um, so it should be a really cool episode today, really just talking about, you know, the, the difference in climates between uh, what's going on in your economy versus ours. And, you know, kind of sum that up into global and, uh, should be really cool. So our viewers kind of get an idea of what rock looks like in, in Europe, um, versus what rock looks like here in the U S. Uh, we're also joined by Mr. Thomas Shaw, uh, automation specialist here, rock U S and of course, and always, our creative producer, Santa Claus, uh, just kidding, uh, Meryl Caps, who is dressed in all, for those of you just listening, he is wearing an ugly Christmas sweater. And, and it's has, screen printed. It's screen printed, ugly this Christmas dinosaurs. sweater. Nice. It's very yeah. cool. Yes. I don't and know where Santa's it's from. Hat. Well, yeah. I guess it's appropriate because we're not going to have another show before the holiday, right? No, dude, this is it. This is, um, this is the final episode of season one of Rock Shop Talk. We did That's it. So cool. We did right? it. Yeah. So that we'll, we'll have something close to New Year's though. That one we're gonna have to like have some drinks on. And mm, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's appropriate. Yeah, sure. I think the first recording is on the seventh, so it would come out on the eighth. Okay. Well, there we go. Yeah. That's good. I want to cool. thank everyone. You know, tuning in here. It's gonna be a, a, a really good episode. I want to start out. Uh, let Alex. You know, introduce him. Well. Yeah, let's start out with that. Introduce yeah. himself, tell him a little bit about iSub, and then I will get into some things happening here, just some quick updates, and then we'll we'll dive into to the episode. So again, welcome, Alex. Uh, if you want to give everyone kind of a background on you and, and your company, iSub, and then we'll kind of go from there. Cool. So, yeah, I've, uh, I've been in the industry for four or five years now. So I've finally been in the industry for the last 40 years. Uh, my father's worked for various uh, ink suppliers and companies. Um, and I served, we can go since 2001. We've had the agency for four, five years. Uh, you've been doing okay with it. That's good. It's going well. That's awesome. And you guys are a full distributor then, right? So you're dealing yeah. with consumable supplies, uh, rock automatics. Are you doing manual equipment as well? Yeah, so we do rock automatics. We've set up a new company recently called Matrix. Uh, then we do the consumables. So we supply Magna inks. Uh, we do ink cups machinery as well for neck printing, Inbro Holland, the automatic screen reclaims. Yeah, it's going well. We don't do the manual kit just yet. It's been on the radar, but hopefully 2021 is going to be launching. That's awesome. Very cool. Sweet. Um, well, thanks again for joining us. Uh, some quick updates on our end. Um, we're doing Jingle Bell Rock, no pun intended. <laughs> ha ha ha. I love our name because it's like, 
anything can rock. And it's kind of funny when I'm like in the middle of conversations with our partners and stuff, I'll just say, you know, rock on or whatever. And that's how I normally talk. So it's kind of fun that the, you know, the name, you know, goes with, with how we normally talk anyway. um, For those of you that are listening, I know we've seen quite a few posts out there on Instagram, Facebook of people decorating their rock presses to look like Christmas trees or putting Christmas trees on them or lighting them up in really creative ways. Send us pictures, go decorate your shop, decorate your press, send us pictures. We want to do a really cool montage, uh, possible video uh, for the holidays and, and get that stuff out there, but we need your content. So yeah, we want to show you off and it's Hanukkah. If you want to do a menorah, that would be awesome too. We uh, know. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. All yeah. inclusive here. Send, send it to hello at rock.us. Mm-hmm. Again, that's hello at rock.us. Um, and we'll get that stuff up outside of that. Don't really have updates. We're in, in the year we're planning for next year. So lots of planning happening, uh, yep. very busy time of year, getting that stuff done. And I mean, it's kind of, uh, what this show's about. I mean, we've got a lot of, of our partners out there, um, you know, having a plan for, for what happens next year. You know, mm-hmm. we've been through a lot this year. I think everyone wants to you know, draw a line in the sand at the end of December. And then like everything's anew again, but I think uh, reality has slapped us in the face and said, that's not necessarily going to totally happen. Um, and we're kind of in a new norm. So um, it's been interesting uh, just going through this and trying to figure out, you know, what next year looks like. So, um, so when I dive into like the difference in the market here, Alex, and talk about, you know, rock specifically, what are some of the key traits of the rock product that really resonates with your clientele in Europe? Um, I think it'd be interesting to, to hear what's important to them. So the main thing in the UK we find is support and service. That is like number one. Bad support and service, you will not survive in the UK market, as we've seen from, you know, the other guys saying, yep. The main thing we do, we offer like the warranties, as you guys do. We offer good support. We've got to have engineers on the ground and engineers in the office to provide quick support. The main thing for us as well is spare parts. Having availability of spare parts, you know, get the guys back and running if they need so or they need technical support instantly. It's, it's the, you know, game changer in the market. That's the key thing. You know, our customers look for ease of use as well. You know, with, our, with the rocks, they're so easy to use. Anybody can use them. You know, even if you're an experienced screen printer or somebody just moving from a manual press to a rock U or a Eco or a Next, easy. So simple to do. Especially when you use it with a PRU or, you know, the CTS system. Amazing. Amazing system. That's awesome. And so it's really in then that that technology ease of use and and customer support essentially that's that's really yeah. setting you guys apart there that's that's awesome um this this year was a positive uh for us too ross uh ross and our team opened up a, a facility in orlando uh to really provide the, the support and experience that the customers should be getting uh, whenever they're investing in equipment like this um, so this year had some good and bad things, but it gave us some time to really address that and, and get a new facility open too. Course. Yeah, we put, we put sort of a, a guide in place where it's called a hand-holding method, you know, so once we sell the machine, 
we keep going there maybe one month after installation, six months, 12 months, you know, to make sure the customer's fully happy in any sort of uh, tips they need as they're working through the press, you know, things they might have questions after a month's time. So, you know, hey, what did this button do? Or how do we use uh, multi-print function, you know, better off? And we go back, we give more training. You know, it, it sets a difference, you know, it's chalk and cheese between our competitors and maybe ourselves. You know, that's what we've got to do. So... As a percentage, like of your consumer base, how many people are new to the industry that you're getting into automated equipment versus like the seasoned veterans that that are coming in and upgrading their technology? Probably about forty percent of our rock market is actually customers that are you know new to screen print. Either they've got maybe an auto manual press and they're going to an automatic, maybe a Rock U or a Next, or you know sixty percent. If customers have had presses in the past and resetting up, or they're moving away from you know potential existing machines and upgrading to you know faster machines, more up to date, maybe the hybrid or different types of presses, basically. That's awesome. So it's actually pretty right. similar then to our market. I mean, very, very, very similar, just in terms of you know good amount of startups, you know, and then a, a good amount of, of veteran people out there looking for better technology. Meryl, did you have a question? Sweet. Well, I was curious, like, uh, I mean, a little shift from that, uh, talking about specifics of this year, um, you know, what has the introduction slash journey of COVID-19, how has it affected your your side of this? And what are some changes that you've seen in your customers' needs for that? Yeah, it's been a pretty crazy year, as we all know. So, you know, back in March time, complete lockdown in the UK, couldn't do anything, can't go out. You have to stay in your home. You can only go once a day to go to the shopping, you know, that sort of thing. Mm. So we had to adapt quite quickly. So we set up uh, every morning with the team, the teams meeting, you know, and then we would start going out. And we'd, what we'd do, we'd arrange time slots for all of our customers throughout the day. So rather than missing customers, we were actually doing teams meeting, but we could get more done. So it's more efficient. But we found it was actually more enjoyable with the customers because we could see them more often and kind of catch up, do screen share, show the videos, show the manuals. It worked very well. And then we could also book in times where it was myself, the technical guys, and the customer. And it worked well because they can ask any technical questions in terms of installation, pre-installation. Amazing. It worked well. That's awesome. Um, did did the general consumer base change? Like, we saw a pretty big shift here in the U.S. when we mm-hmm. shut down in March. I mean, same time frame, right? And we all had stay-at-home orders. And uh, we did notice a fairly large shift in, you know, um, the startup market definitely kind of fell off. Um, But then the people out there that were running bigger operations, we definitely saw a need for more uh, advanced technology and stuff just just because a lot of people had to let people go. So it's like, how do I do more with less? Did you guys have that same kind of realization? In a way, it was actually the opposite. So we had a, from the government, we had a, a loan from the government called the T-bill loan. So they're providing up to £50,000 for cash. Is it interest-free for the first year? And then they could pay it off over five years. So that actually split a lot of companies on to kind of make the capital investments because the banks weren't lending anymore. And the interest rates in the banks were way higher than what the government were offering. So it was kind of like, great. So HSBC, a well-known bank over here, crashed. No, they stopped doing the loans because they could not keep up with demand. I think they're still actually closed now for doing the actual loan application. But we actually found the bigger customers had to let a lot of staff go because they were supplying, uh, you know, bands, event merch, overnight. And they're still very slow now. 
But startup guys, they've raised their head, you know, with being um, small businesses, their own clothing brands, and it's working quite well for them. Oh, it's really interesting, wow. like the the difference between, <laughs> you know, uh, a, a 10 hour plane ride, um, yeah. how it, it's just so much different in different places. Yeah. Cause it's, it's been definitely polar opposite here. Mm-hmm. That's, that's insane. Have you guys yeah. seen, um, a big change like in e-commerce as well? Massive, massive. So with Item, we don't just sell uh, rock here. We also sell sublimation equipment. So we supply into com- companies that are doing on-demand prints. So if they're doing bottles, phone cases, and we've seen probably about 200% increase in sales and mental markets. So we're selling a lot into mug production, bottle production. Crazy. It's just absolutely exploded. We can't actually get the product things fast enough to supply the customers at the moment. So we've got, you know, as we all know, the shipping crisis with Brexit, oh, nightmare, you know, we've got containers coming in from all over the world and they can't actually get into the UK at the moment, but, you know, we're recovering stocks quite quickly and it's, you know, looking very positive back into 21. That's, that's a huge growth. Yeah, we've seen a very similar, mm-hmm. you know, the web, web to consumer market is just skyrocketed and, I mean, even people like me have fallen victim to buying t-shirts online again. And I never thought I'd buy another t-shirt in my life. And it's like, you know, you're sitting there and it's like, man, people have some compelling stuff that's going out. The creativity has has changed. I feel like, you know, the products that people are selling has gotten more inventive and creative. Um, It's it's been a huge shift. Yeah. You know, yeah. A few of my customers, they deal with, uh, they have the rock, they have the rock uh, hybrid systems. So they can quickly switch around jobs. So they do a lot into the fast fashion trade. So the, the orders are 500, 1,000 pieces. But then they can quickly switch over and change a job to you know, three or four screens. Works great. And that's what they've seen a massive increase into that. It's been very, very fruitful for them. That's awesome. So you've seen some traditional screen printers then kind of pivot into that digital market to do yeah. higher color, higher quality work with less. Yeah. yeah. Basically, because they can still, you know, running the hybrid, the 18 head, you know, 400, 410 pieces an hour, super good quality. And, you know, it's made a big change for them because they can load the screen really quick, you know, using the PRU system, put the jobs through one hour, 400 pieces, change over to the next job, change over five minutes, very, very, very efficient. And, you know, it's working well for them. Awesome. We need to get more hybrids out here in the US. Come on, Thomas. Right. (laughs) <laughs> I have a general question, uh, and this is really just a philosophy, uh, philosophy question, but do you gentlemen think that COVID-19 and just the pandemic in general um, changed the industry or accelerated the industry to go where it was inevitably going to go? I, I think that the acceleration was magnified pretty quickly. Um, do, you, do you think it, like, it, it fundamentally changed it or do you think it just put the pedal to the metal. I think it just put the pedal to the metal. I mean, we've all known that the industry is going sort of in this direction and speaking to, you know, speaking directly to a consumer with higher margins and, you know, less contract printing and people now are, you know, nobody wants to be labeled as, uh, you know, a a non-eco-friendly brand or nobody wants to be, you know, people are really wanting to, you know, basically advanced into this market with higher margins, higher quality products and things like that. In, in addition to that, you know, supply chains have been interrupted, right? So we're seeing more, 
you know, like onshoring where people are cutting and sewing in the U.S. now, which didn't, you know, hasn't happened in years. Um, and then, you know, even just garment shortages and things like that have caused people to become a little more creative. Yeah. 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 We no, sorry, sorry. I feel the same. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Uh, you know, people are coming back to the U.K., especially for sportswear. That was a massive. It all got sent over to Pakistan. China, India, that's all come back massive into the UK. You know, rugby kits, sports kits, you know, as well, we found where a lot of the retail stores, you know, the, the big guys, they were going off overseas. They can't rely now on six to eight week turnaround because when the pandemic hit, they had so many orders that were cancelled. And then there was a period of time where people were on their phones, sitting at home, front order clothes. There was no stock to have. So then they started looking to the local domestic market and then they'll find, great, you know, we can have it on a, a week's turnaround or a week and a half turnaround. It's not going to be 10,000 units, but we can order a thousand, five thousands, and it's working well. You know, they're very happy. That's great. Yeah. Wow. I think, Meryl, like, I, I agree with Thomas. It put the pedal to the metal. I think that a fundamental shift can happen. Mm-hmm. I think right now it's put the pedal to the metal. I think what'll be interesting is to see what happens once economies do really open back up this vaccine's widely available you know do we see schools start to go to more of a remote learning model like just right. inherently right? right even if the virus is contained do we see uh businesses decide to stay remote you know places mm-hmm. that would have ordered five six hundred t-shirts for their team now they've got everyone at home. What are they gifting them at that point? Is it a different promotional? Is it the same promotional? Right. You know, I mean, it'll just be really interesting to see what happens. Because, you know, I've talked to a lot of different people in a lot of different spaces, not just ours, you know. And, you know, you've got a lot of places, huge, you know, Fortune 500 companies that are saying, hey, we're getting better production out of our team by being remote. And these were places that had campuses. I mean, literally campuses of people. And they're like, we don't really want to, we don't want this real estate investment anymore. We don't want to bring people back. You know, we're getting better production. So, you know, I do think, you know, obviously the concert market will come back. Everyone wants to listen to music and go see shows, sporting events, clearly. Um, We've already struggled with having shortened seasons of baseball and and football. I mean, we're not going to see those things not come back. So I think that there'll be a big resurrection of traditional, but I do think that eventually we'll see kind of a fundamental shift at, at how people, you know, look at this stuff. And I mean, to Thomas's point, you know, we did a podcast with Bella quite a few episodes ago and, you know, they brought up that I, you know, the eco-conscious thing that people are being a little bit more concerned now about not printing the throwaway shirt. So where a lot right. of these people were making big money off of contract printing, just printing all these, you know, one to three color, mm-hmm. you know, cheap, I, I hate using that word, but inexpensive Simple. prints Simple. and inexpensive yeah. shirts, right? Right. right? And people would get them, they'd live in their closet for a year or two, and then eventually mm-hmm. turn into a rag for your car. It, it ended up in a landfill mm-hmm. somewhere. Um, I think people are really thinking about that now. Yeah. And so that's where we see kind of this creativity, I feel like picking up and people are having to pivot like what their businesses do. So it may not just be, I'm a screen printer that makes shirts, but you know, your quality becomes more important. Your processes become more important. And then your offerings do, you know, do you have right. sublimation? Do you have digital printing? Are you doing embroidery? Are you doing, you know, vinyl? And we've, 
you know, we go to shows and we see that, yeah, all those things are out there, but how do you be really good at all that stuff? And I think that that's where, you know, the people that are going to survive and thrive moving into the future are going to figure that out and, and really yeah. put themselves in that blue ocean of business. Yeah. I think that that part of it to me is the most exciting and inspiring seeing how people are turning everything, you know, just not just pedal to the metal, but really, like you said, taking a, a hardcore look inside and, and what is most important and how we can sustain this a lot further. Um, that's really awesome. And I hope that that sticks. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, with yeah. that, I think uh, we'll break here for a quick commercial. And when we come back, we will dive back in with Alex and talk more about what's happened this year and what's on the horizon. Uh, we'll be right back. Your business may be eligible for the tremendous Section 179 deduction for the remainder of the 2020 year tax year, the bonus depreciation deduction, or a combination of both. To learn how your business can benefit from this awesome tax code opportunity, please visit rock.us or call 187-ROCKET-NOW. That's 877-674-8669. All right, I want to welcome everybody back to Rock Shop Talk, your one-stop rock shop where we talk all things screen printing. Uh, today, we are discussing pressing onward into 2021, and we are joined by our special guest, Alex Taylor of iSub out in the UK as well as our uh, resident equipment expert, Mr. Thomas Shaw. And of course, as always, our creative producer, Meryl Caps. Hello, Welcome hello. back, everyone. Can you all hear? I'm jingle belling today. <laughs> You're going to have to end this with a song, I think, for everyone. <sighs> I don't think so. I'm not prepared. I, so. I don't have my keyboard. You're, I don't have a guitar. Dude, you're, you're always prepared. <sighs> Thank you. You're, you're always your prepared faith. to... It is natural. To be a showman, that yeah. is, you know, I mean, uh, you even dress the part, so you can't hey. leave without a carol. Of <laughs> great, great. We'll, yeah. we'll see, we'll see. We could bore everyone, we could go like Silent Night, just a real slow drawn out into the show. Yeah, yeah. acapella. No, nice. no, no. Be good. Silent Night will be silent today. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Well, Thomas, we were kind of talking on the break and, you know, Thomas uh, kind of brought up a topic, which I'll let him dive into, but really just like how businesses were postured prior to COVID and, and how that affected them. So why don't you bring back up what we were just going over and let's get into it. Absolutely. Um, yeah. COVID-19, like we talked about it, it accelerated uh, a lot of things that were already in motion. Um, you know, I think that I think that Rock uh, was in a unique position because we, you know, even since the since the beginning, we've been, uh, you know, a company that that has worked remotely, and we, you know, we service the entire U.S. So, you know, our our model is not necessarily to step, you know, as of right now, we're not stepping foot in every shop, um, but we've we've adapted with you know mobile meetings and and uh, you know uh, gifts to customers and just a way to let them know, hey, we're there without actually being inside of their shop. Um, and so, you know, I think that, I think that we were, uh, you know, postured pretty nicely to go into this and, and continue working remotely. Um, Alex, are you guys seeing a difference in, you know, not being able to go in and visit with your customers or be in their shop? Yeah, massively. So back in March, all of us started working from home. The whole office team, everywhere from home, office, clothes, government advice. And to be fair, in the first two months, especially the busiest time we've had this year, you know, during that time, it was on mobile, uh, hybrid system, do rock nows. It, it was a big time for us. 
And the way we were getting around that was doing uh, virtual demonstrations with Rock over in Portugal. We're doing Teams meetings, just talking to our customers a lot more. You know, like I said earlier, we're, we're connecting with them a lot more because it's easier. People aren't traveling to the office, people aren't traveling around. So it gives people an eight hour window during a day to be in front of a laptop. And switching from meeting to meeting takes seconds. Whereas before, having to drive from, you know, one place to another place, it's an hour in the car. But it's, you know, it's been actually quite uh, a nice change. I think we've carried on doing that. You know, last year I traveled to Portugal 13 times. This year I've traveled once. And wow. the increased service. So it's, you know, it shows you how you don't have to travel. It's nice to travel, but you don't have to travel. Right. Yeah. How, how is your Absolutely. how is your team adjusted? So like you guys' communication, like do you feel like the team, your team in general is more productive, less productive? Like how has that gone? Uh, more productive because I find that in the mornings, you know, they can get straight in front of the PC. We connect, have a meeting, have a meeting, you know, on Teams, more phone calls throughout the day. And, you know, people haven't got distractions. Offices, let's face it, you know, have distractions. People, tea breaks, constant talking about things. But I found, you know, during this time that people have been a lot more productive. A lot more things have happened. Uh, and people feel more comfortable talking to people on the phone when they're by themselves in their own office. That's what, that's a key thing, actually, I think. Have you seen people, this is a weird one, but uh, <laughs> become more healthy or less healthy um, from, like, an actual health standpoint being at home? Um, it depends on the person, I'd say, uh, you know, <laughs> okay. I, think, I think it depends on, you know, where they were, what they originally were like, um, you know, for example, if you're active, then great, you know, you can take five, 10 minutes, you know, out, go have a walk around the local area, we can go to the park or, you know, doing things. But I think working from home, to me more unhealthy, you know, you're easier to go downstairs, grab yourself a coffee, biscuit chocolate bar you know that type of thing but yeah I, I definitely think it's given certainly for me more time to be able to go to the gym in the evenings you know my commute was an hour and a half to the office but now I'm finishing at five six and still have time to go to the gym or go to the gym in the morning because I don't have the commute and it's the same for my you know my other colleagues as well so, so. yeah I've seen yeah. I've definitely seen the same you know more more productivity I mean there's something nice about you know rolling out of bed you don't have to worry about the <laughs> shower and you know the morning routine it's yeah. like you see people kind of just get up and open though. the laptops oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> get out open the computer you know we're going oh, about the shower yeah. thing that's that's uh yeah. <laughs> i'm just uh, saying what, uh, there's not the morning routine no i know, I know maybe you I take know. a shower but yeah. you're not like getting in your car going yeah. to starbucks getting the that's coffee it. commuting to the office getting there then taking 30 minutes to say hi to everyone before yeah. you actually sit down and do anything. And then by the time you've done that, it's like time for lunch. You got to leave. You got to go, you know, I mean, it's, uh, I think it's made a huge difference. I've seen a lot of positive yeah. health effects from it. Like for me personally, and I think it, mm. it has for other people too, because you're right. You know, when you're in between meetings or in between phone calls, you can't take that like mental break, right? Go take yeah. a walk. You know, if you've got, you know, work out of corner, what, you know, you just go do stuff. And I actually find that I eat yeah. healthier. Because yeah, I'm eating exactly. at home, you know, when I was out at the office, it, I didn't, you know, it, it had to be something quick. So it's like you drive through Taco Bell or something and you eat like crap or here it's, it's a little bit more conscious. I feel. Yeah. Like. It's way more conducive I, to be uh, intentional yeah. about it now. 
I, I also think, I mean, even just outside of the productivity point, like uh, some of the conversations and the meetings that I'm sitting through and just talking to customers, like I've had a chance to really take time to listen to them and listen to their stories and what they're going through. And like uh, some of the conversations that I've had are just like, you know, they're going to stick with me for a lifetime. Like I'm super thankful that we've had this time to be able to connect to customers and connect to them on more of a personal level and take the time to like really understand what they're going through. Um, where before, you know, maybe you're in the office and it's a turn and burn environment where you're picking up a, one phone call and getting right onto another. Um, but just hearing people's stories and like, it, it really kind of like puts into focus why we do this. It's really mm-hmm. exciting. I'd agree with that for sure. Do you guys think that you'll continue to stay on a remote environment even once things come back? Like, has that been discussed or like, are you guys enjoying it and doing so well with this? That it's going to kind of change the fabric of, of how you guys yeah. work moving forward. Sure. So I used to work in the office five days a week. Now I don't go to the office. I go once a month. Uh, same as my sales support staff. They now work from home. Um, they do part-time hours, but they work from home as well. And a lot more, it's more flexible working. You know, for example, some guys like to start maybe 8.30 in the morning, finish at 4. It's a lot easier uh, for them to plan their days out. And I think, you know, going forward, remote working will be the, the more popular thing. And we're definitely going to encourage it because what's the need to the office to do that every day to be able to do the same job when you can work from home? As long as, you know, it's being productive, things are getting done, you know, the wheel's still turning, then why not? Yeah. Definitely in that same mindset. Uh, we got a, a very tiny office uh, on, intentionally for that reason where it's like, yes, we have a, we have a place, mm-hmm. you know, we have a, our big facility in Florida, but it's really just, you know, warehousing. There's only like a few people that, that are actually there, but mm-hmm. uh, out here in the, in the, in the Northwest, it's, yeah, we're, we're actually in a, someone made fun of me because it's in a, in a house that's been converted. And so Rob, Rob always asks how the, the two bed, two bath uh, is going for me, um, but it's nice. It's cozy. It's there. If people want to go in, it's all set up and it's dialed, but like, it's almost to encourage like, Hey, here's a central spot. We can all come if we need to, but you know, exactly. go do your thing and let's stay productive and, you know, keep, keep cruising on. That's just really cool. Um, Alex, I, you know, I've been following, uh, kind of like the UK's procedures around around this year and, and COVID heading into the holidays and things. Um, I know that you guys were one of the first in the in the world to introduce the vaccine. Um, you know, are you seeing are you seeing an effect on on your market with the vaccine? Like people kind of looking at this like, you know, we're on the final stretch of this? Yeah, so the actual first vac- vaccine, uh, you know, person's got vaccinated was actually down the road from it. It's actually about 10 minutes away. Uh, that was a woman you might have seen on the news. So that was quite local to me. Um, they're rolling out quite quickly now. So they've ordered a lot of vaccines from Pfizer um, in all the local hospitals. And they're doing stages. So they're doing, I think it's 80 to 80 plus, 70 with health issues. There's a few different categories and they're working through it. But in terms of my customers, for sure, you know, there is a lot more confidence to start buying again because we've got the dreaded Brexit coming up in a couple of days' time, which is going to be causing chaos. But apart from that, you know, all of the domestic market has increased because they've realized that consumers will still buy. So somebody's going to be wearing T-shirts and buying T-shirts start next year. So why not just everybody pull together and with a vaccine in place, get on with it? You know, why not? Yeah. I mean, um, what about what about production of uh, PPE? 
Was that kind of like a, a quick bubble for you guys in, in the beginning of this? Yeah, massive. So um, bring Mark, one of my customers, who's actually got, uh, you know, Rock Now, so not the Rock Now, it's a hybrid. Uh, they started doing face masks. Uh, they did something like 17 million face masks into the UK. Wow. Um, yeah, all do it. Yeah, so big numbers. Um, a few of the companies, they, what they did, they actually uh, bought folding and packaging lines and they were to do medical gowns. So we've seen some kind of nice uh, stories from it. It's not great, you know, thing, but yeah, it's been quite a productive, you know. Wow. Time how, uh, how quickly did they shift to that? That's amazing. Um, well, we had a few machines um, pretty much within two, three weeks from the time where it was kind of lockdown period to start producing. And as you can imagine, especially for face masks, the orders were there, you know, the government guidelines where you have to wear a mask if you go out of the door. Uh, yeah. There was a high demand and there wasn't enough fulfillment, basically. Wow. How, wow. how do you see all of these folks kind of planning for next year? So obviously, you know, vaccines are rolling out. People are, you know, gearing up to, you know, hopefully say we can put an end to this and, and let's move forward. Um, is, are people's planning different, like you guys, and then also your, your consumer, like, or is it still, we're in this right now, we're being conservative. I mean, what's kind of the general attitude towards planning into 2021? We're kind of putting strategies in place. For example, when we're buying in stock, um, we're a lot forecasting a lot further now. So where before we would do it on a month by month basis, now we're doing a much shorter two by two, um, because we don't know which way the market's going to turn. Um, but in terms of how our customers are perceiving it, I think they're all very positive about the situation. You know, they're looking for future investments for next year. We're having the conversations, what's the plan for Q1, Q2, you know, big machines coming out, you know, especially for the, the hybrid and the digital, the, the, you know, the rock now. That's very popular conversations at the moment. You know, looking for the next step because people see the market going towards that. Very cool. Well, how about well, a quick commercial break? Come right let's back. Let's do it. Yeah. We'll be right back uh, after this quick commercial break. You know where you're going. You need a vessel with a deep understanding of you and your objectives embedded into its very design. An automatic screen printing press that's built for you, your audience, your workflow, your goals. The Rock U Auto is the ideal press to match how unstoppable you are. For these and other expert solutions to help you press onward, please visit rock.us or call 1-87-ROCKET-NOW. That's 877-674-8669. want to welcome everybody back to Rock Shop Talk, your one-stop rock shop where we talk all things screen printing. Today, we are talking about pressing onward into 2021, and we are joined by our special guest, Alex Taylor of ISUB out in the UK, as well as Thomas Schott a Rock US product expert, and of course, uh, Mr. Merrill Caps, our creative producer. Welcome back, everyone. Hello, hello. Hey. Well, I would love to actually discuss that very topic of pressing onward to 2021. What in the world do you guys have planned on your side? And what are you excited about? And kind of what do you have um, uh, projected for the next few months? I think the main thing for us is that, you know, we're, we're looking forward to being able to travel again. You know, I can't wait to get to Itmar or Fest or whatever shows the next year. That's, that's been, you know, I like traveling because yeah. I like traveling, going over, you get some experience, you know, especially going to rock as well, not being able to do it this year. 
it's been a bit of a you know negative yeah. point, but hopefully next year we can you know launch the vaccine. But I'm, I'm looking forward to you know new kit coming out from our Portuguese supplier Rock uh, and kind of taking it forward really. But how about you guys? What do you think? Personally, I'm I'm super yeah. pumped about the uh, the Rock US tour getting kicked off. Whenever you know wow. enough people are vaccinated and and safe, then we can get on the road and and actually get to visit uh, all of our partners across the country, and potentially Canada and Mexico. Um, really, just to you know, be, not only just to commune with people again, but to uh, take that story across the entire. U.S. I think is what I'm most excited about. How about you guys? Um, I, my biggest thing for for this year is uh, to really look at our customer base and 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 look at their businesses and, and say like, how can we help them beyond even just the equipment side of things? Mm-hmm. So you know, can we provide support to them uh, if they're trying to grow their brand? If they're trying to you know maybe maybe uh, produce a certain product or work on their fulfillment in house, like. You know, my goal is to really not not just facilitate a sale, but to like be working with these people uh, to future proof them just in case something like, you know, this past year comes up again or like, you know, uh, if if the economy, you know, takes a while to build back up, like how do we how do we equip these guys with uh, special special traits to be able to, you know, kind of be, um, you know, resilient. Yeah, I, I resonate with you, Alex. I'm a big traveler, so it's been a very weird year for me um you know just not having that not having those interactions with with our partners with you know man and just everyone that we work with yeah. right partners i.e., customer partners and distributor mm-hmm. partners and banking partners and mm-hmm. you know i'm just so used to going all over the place so i'm definitely looking forward to that and i i know our you know, partner customers are definitely looking forward to that too. And, yeah. and being able to get back to a trade show and, and see what's out there. I think beyond that, you know, our, we've got a lot of, you know, pretty big missions for next year, but I think the one I'm most excited about is, is really dialing in, um, you know, our service department, we, mm-hmm. we've got a great group of, of technicians, you know, engineers mm-hmm. going out and installing machines and, and, you know, I think that with this new addition to the building that we got in Florida, where we're warehousing everything, um, we're going to start to be able to refurbish equipment as well as really develop a service team that's solely dedicated to the service end of things. Um, right now, it's been, you know, 15 or so people doing everything, install service, etc. So our big mission this year is to kind of break those apart and ensure that our partners are getting the best experience that they can kind of, as you mentioned at the, at the beginning of this call with, with what you guys do um, as well as, you know, part strategies um, we need to get parts into Canada and some other places where we've got machines. So it's really coming up with what does that strategy look like? How do we execute it well? And how do we create, you know, the best possible experience for everyone that joins this rock, you know, community um, that that's what I'm, I'm most excited about because it's a challenge. Um, I'm an entrepreneurial thinker at, at heart. And so operations and, and being operational thinking is, is a kind of a personal challenge to me. And I've really dove in at the end of this year. And uh, I'm excited to see what we've done at the in, in, end of this year be implemented moving into 2021 and really see that 
that grow? Cause it's definitely one of those things that's out, you know, typically outside of my comfort zone. Um, so mm. it's, it's been really fun. I love too, that we're like, I'm being transparent with everything on, on our, our podcast. <laughs> oh, cool, man. Uh, Ross, Get vulnerable. Hey, Ross, yeah. this is what's wrong with, with Ross. No, this is Ross great. Is making uh, big efforts, you know, moving forward. So challenges are exciting. This year has been exciting. Uh, you know, as much as it sucked and people have suffered and, you know, a lot of bad has, has come out of, of this year, you know, obviously mm. to many different individuals around the world. Um, that challenge and getting through it and, and coming out on top, I think both personally and from a business standpoint for, you know, those people that feel that way is it's a big accomplishment. I think everyone out there that's done it from our customers to our partners, to you guys out there deserve a damn plaque. You know, it's like I survived 2020 and, you know, that's something to be proud of. And, um, I think it's, it's taught us all a lot moving into 2021 of, you know, a lot of self-reflection, a lot of business reflection, mm-hmm. you know, things that we never thought about before, like working remotely, right. Those just aren't things that cross people's mind. It's like, we all need to be here. We need to be here from six in the morning till seven o'clock at night. We've got a business to run. We've got things to do. And, and, you know, this has really ta- made us take a step back and say like, man, life's important. Love's important. Like how do we get our business to where it needs to be, but really embrace people. And, and I, I think it's a, it's a very interesting learning, um, learning time for everyone. Heck yeah. I, I think one of the, one of the most positive things to come from this year too, and, and Ross, uh, you played a big part in this was, you know, initially uh, the rock family, uh, was a small group of people, uh, you know, pushing a lot of product into the U.S. market. Um, but earlier this year, you know, January and February, we've now brought on a, a ton of new distributors who are kind of like these these brand ambassadors, uh, you know, who, who basically are, are spreading the word about our product out in the U.S. market. And, uh, you know, that's super exciting, too, because, you know, your your family just continues to grow and gets bigger and bigger. Yeah, it's been a fun ride. 13, we've onboarded 13 uh, distributors wow. now in the U.S. It represent over 27 physical locations and probably, whew, I'm going to say close to probably four or 500 people. I mean, so wow. it's um, a huge network. It's been really exciting, you know, and all of those companies have been through their own challenges this year as we all have. And so I think that, you know, we've done a lot of planning with, with them. And again, moving into next year, it's just going to be such a positive, exciting time. Mm -hmm. It'll feel new again. Right. Cause we launched the February of of this year. So it's like, you know, it's kind of almost this like rebirth in 2021 uh, with everyone ready to go. So I think that everybody's kind of, you know, after this year, people are raring to go go as soon as they can. You know, people are going to be straight off the mark, you know, buying new machines, pushing into the market, doing new avenues. They've had time to look over the last eight, nine months, gone, wow, let's look at that next year, or that's cool, or they've spent a lot of time researching, developing, streamlining the processes. I think next year, our customers and also ourselves, you know, will be in a good position. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to the lines at the airport again, though. 
Not because you know <laughs> once all this is done, everyone's yeah. taking that like I survived trip mm-hmm. that they've been, yeah. you know, everyone that canceled their trips this year are gonna be yeah, like, yeah. it's time to go. So make sure those of you listening take the time now, go get your TSA pre-check mm. because there's no lines for that. There's no wait for that because no one's right. traveling. So go get TSA yeah. pre, go get global entry. If you want to go, you know, travel around the globe. I mean, it will save you so much time because I'm telling you right now, it's going to be chaos mm-hmm. um, once travel starts back up. That's why mm-hmm. we're taking a bus. <laughs> yeah. And and Ross, Ross, we can talk about my uh, my Hawaii trip to go and see our customers too. We'll talk about it after the podcast. Mm. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure we'll yeah. have Meryl, some kind of production. Go. You're yeah. going to yeah, Hawaii. Rob also <laughs> wants to go to Hawaii. Uh, Micah wants to go to, I think, Costa Rica. I've got a whole list of our team right now and everywhere that they want to travel. Put me yeah. down for both Meryl of those. wanted to go to New Mexico, I think. New Mexico? Well, I mean, I, I love New to, Mexico. I just wanted but... to pick a random <laughs> <place>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I love New Mexico. It's a beautiful place. Um, it is. Land how many... Shannon. Yeah, indeed. Um, how, how many variations do you guys think that the, of this shirt that we'll see of I Survive 2020? How many screen printing shops are going to be printed something like that? Do you Love. think that's going to be like next year's biggest seller? I think so. Yeah, I think so. It, 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 the idea came from here. So, you know, we started, we started, we, did. We, we, we started a trend and, and there was no other way that was going to happen. So I'm so no. thankful to be a part of that opportunity. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, for me, the other thing I'm really excited about is um, not just being on the road, being able to, uh, you know, get together with people, but also to uh, do a lot more in-person productions with different businesses across the country that we we power and partner with and, um, you know, being able to put in to play all the planning that we've put in so much throughout this year and learned. Um, but honestly, like I was talking to, uh, to you, Thomas, yesterday about this. I am, I'm really, I'm humbled and incredibly grateful to be a part of a group that has been essentially faced with the worst situation that we've ever come across in over a hundred years in our founding year and able to forge through that in the most um, present way and constantly like almost real time taking a reflection of what we're doing as we're doing it and changing it as it's happening. That's been really, um, really inspiring and humbling to be a part of that this year. So thank you for that opportunity, everyone here. And um, I, I hope that we can continue that going forward. Heck yeah, man. Absolutely. And we are very excited to get, uh, you know, obviously yeah, to get back on the trade show circuit um, right. once that opens back up. Ross, I believe, uh, you know, ISS is, has something on the books for April as of now and, um, yeah. you know, more shows throughout the year. So it's actually a good point to everyone listening. ISS is having a digital trade show uh, that opens January 16th. I think they're doing signups now. Um, it's sort of intended to take the place of the Long Beach ISS show that typically happens in January, which is our biggest show um, of the year um, always. So make sure you, you go on to impressionsconnect.com uh, or just Google Impressions Connect. 
Um, they've got a cool system. It's going to be laid out like an actual show floor. And so you can navigate the floor plan and just click on the booth. And that booth then will pull up that, that uh, vendor's page. And they'll have all their videos and specials and how-tos and catalogs. And you can interact um, and email sales teams directly to get more information, all that kind of stuff. So um, check it out. I mean, it, you know, we've done a lot of digital events this year. I mean, I remember the many uh, digital cocktail hours that we had at the beginning of COVID <laughs> that were super novel and fun. And that kind of wore off. <laughs> Um, but this should be a good show. Um, and then, yeah, to Thomas's point, they've rescheduled for April in California. You know, we'll just have to see how this vaccine rolls mm-hmm. out. California right now is, is not in a good position at all. Yeah. They're headline news. Um, they actually daily are having more infections than most large countries mm-hmm. are around the world. So yesterday they had more new cases, I think, than India. Um, they had more, yeah. I mean, it's like insane that one state has got an infection rate higher than, than some fairly large countries out there. So our thoughts Golly. are with those of you in yeah. California, including my family. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it's, has, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, Alex, have there been any conversations around the vaccine? Does, is there any reticence that you've heard of that people are kind of uh, wary about taking it or that kind of stuff? I know some parts of our country uh, are experiencing that quite a bit. Um, I think I think it's so new, you know, especially the way they're rolling their vaccine out. It's for an older age group to begin with. So it's not really come to kind of topic conversation for, you know, my customers at the moment, but I think it will do maybe four yeah. months. I think, you know, next year, by the end of next year, most people in the UK will hopefully be vaccinated. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we were the first people in the world to approve the vaccine. Um, you know, the first Pfizer vaccine that was, that was from the UK. So, you know, we've just got to see how it ends up in the next year. But I just want things to go back to normal, you know, so I think everybody does, you know, go back to normal, seeing friends, going out for food, restaurants, Mm-hmm. In the UK, we're in tier systems. We can't even do that at the moment. You know, I'm, we're in tier three. I'm in tier three, and you know, you can't can't go out, can't see friends, can't go for restaurants. You know, and it's, it's just you know, want to see things back to as normal. Right, uh, Thomas, have you experienced any conversations like that on this side? Yet, um, not necessarily. Most of it has just been, I mean, just seeing the market bounce. So you know, every time that. Uh, new the new uh, vaccine is released, then uh, you know basically uh, I see a climb in the market, and then you know it'll go back down for a few days, and another vaccine is announced, and the, the market will go back up, and so it is directly tied to you know how business owners are looking at next year and what they're willing to the risk they're willing to take, I guess. Right. Well, cool deal. I wanted to give Alex a chance to uh, give everyone iSubs information, uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, website, you know, how people can check out what you guys are doing there. Um, if you wouldn't mind sharing that with our listeners. Yeah, sure. So our website is uh, i-sub.co.uk. Uh, Instagram is i-sub.uk. And then we've got Matrix Inc., which is Matrix Inc.'s uh, Instagram handle and we've also got uh, matrixinc.co.uk so that's where you can find us awesome man all right well it's been an absolute pleasure having yeah. you join us um, thank you exciting so exciting to have an episode with another rock uh, distributor across the pond I mean very 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 cool um, I wish you guys uh, the best of luck moving into 
2021 and uh we'll we'll continue to to talk and see what each other is doing and and bounce ideas it'll it'll be awesome so uh thank you thomas for joining us and uh meryl and want to thank all of our listeners out there um i think that this is our last episode of the year so we are rounding out production on year one uh 15 episodes uh this is 19 this is oh my gosh 19 episodes technically 20 but episode four was two parts okay cool so yeah that's cool 20 yeah 20 20 different uh 29 episodes so yeah thank you guys all for supporting us out there and listening our listening base has been amazing thank you for supporting us it's been you know tell other printers out there to join us as well please help us make this a a bigger thing uh that's one of our big goals for next year is is to get this podcast out there further to people so show your support by you know, sharing it with a friend and, and, uh, let's grow that base. Uh, I would love to have you on and happy holidays. Um, One last thing. Yep. Go ahead. Yeah. One last thing guys. Uh, Meryl, do you mind, uh, do you mind seeing us off with a little tune? Oh, see, that was sneaky. I was so close. Oh, you weren't. I was going to end with that. So Thomas just beat me to the punch. He sneak attacked you. I think you should do Jingle Bell Rock so all the people that want to submit their cool photos of their holiday-themed shops, you know, have kind of a send-off song. See, And before you do, I want to wish everyone a happy holidays and a fantastic new year. And with that, I'd like to go to Meryl, who's going to press onward (laughs) by singing us... A holiday tune. Oh, Meryl. Christmas T-shirt. Oh, Christmas T. <laughs> I hear your count. I'm just something there. There it is. There it is. Yeah, that's good. That's all we Very get. Good. It's a tease. It's a, a trees. It's a trees. Sure. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, want to thank everyone for joining us. Continue to press onward and uh, rock on. Thanks, Al. Cheers. Holiday cheers. Awesome, guys. Talk soon. Huge gratitude to Alex Taylor and Thomas Shaw for participating today. As always, thank you for spending time with us this week. Tune in at your convenience wherever you listen to your podcast by searching Rock Shop Talk. Our next show will officially kick off season two of the show. If you'd like to request to be on the show, please visit rock.us slash rock shop talk. If you found today's episode helpful, the greatest accolade we could ask for is for you to recommend it to a friend who you think may find it helpful as well. Please like, share, and subscribe on social media. And until next time, rockers, press onward. <laughs>